Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, the first of its kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. We're excited to have award-winning author Jody Hedlund here with us today. Jody is a wife, mom, teacher, author, kisser of scraped knees, encourager of the downtrodden, guzzler of coffee, and most importantly, passionate follower of Jesus. So welcome, Jody. We're glad to have you here on the show, and I see you have your coffee this morning. <laughs> uh, yep, it's still before noon, so I will have a cup of coffee with me. <laughs> so just let our listeners know what led you to become an author. Yeah, that's uh, something I usually am asked, and I give this answer that I think I was born with a, a pen in my hand and a notepad in the other and have been writing my entire life, basically, <laughs> um, like a lot of authors. But my passion really increased like around junior high age. I entered a writing contest for the first time and I actually won. And so at that point I was like, wow, I really like this. This is great. And I continued to write. But then when I got to college, of course, I was like, what do I do with a writing degree? And at the time there weren't really writing degrees the way the way there are right now. So I chose a major that would help pay the bills and give me a career that I could use while at the same time I continued to kind of write on the side and um, at night or on weekends and wrote uh, at least five books before I had kids. And so was busy uh, getting close to publication, had some interested in some publishers, but then um, I had uh, at that point a two-year-old and twin babies. And so when I finally got a, a, a rejection from the publisher that I was so close to uh working with, I was like, okay, I just need to take a break. So at that point I set aside my writing for seven years and I had a couple more babies <laughs> during that time. So I have a total of five kids. And then at, when my youngest was a baby, I picked up again, was, had that itch to write and tell stories. And so I started writing during nap times and bedtime for them and um, entered the Genesis contest through ACFW, which is American mm -hmm. Fiction Writers, and finaled in that. And that sort of launched my writing career. And so my youngest is now a senior in high school. <laughs> and so all during all that time, I've been writing and, and working with various publishers now. I've worked with like three or four different publishers. And I've also done some indie publishing and have written over 40 books. So I've come a long way since, wow. um, since my, my baby. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. And last year alone, you had eight books released, right? Yes. Yeah. Eight books. Uh, that was my record so far. 
<laughs> um, I had several traditionally published books come out as well as some of my independently published books. And so with that, I can do a little bit different of a release schedule with my with my indie books and kind of get them out there a little bit quicker. And yeah. so that, that helps being able to publish more books because with traditional publication, they're, they're very, they're much more limited in, on your publication schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, usually you are only allowed to publish one book per season. Uh, And so you could possibly do upwards of three books a year, but most authors do one or two with a traditional publisher. So, wow. Yeah. (laughs) So our next question, what was your inspiration for the Colorado Cowboys series? Actually, I, I, I lived in Colorado as a young girl. Yeah, I my family moved there when I was like in kindergarten and first grade, and we lived up in the high country. Uh, this one was in Middle Park. Uh, the The Colorado Cowboy series is set in South Park, and I, my family and I, we lived in Middle Park, which is around like Granby. We lived in Granby, which is way up there, and we. Uh, sort of lived in that whole ranching skiing area up there. And um, so I I grew accustomed to some of that um, area. I was pretty little, but I still loved that. And we we enjoyed our time in Colorado. And then um, we, my husband and I moved to Colorado shortly after we were married and we lived in Denver um, for him to go to grad school. So we lived there for about three, three years, four years at that point. So I kind of feel like Colorado, I have some ties to Colorado mm-hmm. as far as it is not necessarily home. I'm a Midwestern girl at heart, <laughs> but uh, I did really love my years of living there sporad- kind of sporadically, but yeah. But yeah, so that was part of the inspiration was, oh, I really love Colorado. I'd love to write a book here. My editor at Bethany House had suggested when I asked him, well, I I have a new series I need to start. Do you have any particular locations that you think would be good that haven't been done in a while? And he's like, have you considered Colorado? So I was like, okay. So then my family and I, we um, planned it. I planned a trip. Uh, for uh, one of our family vacations, we went there. It was such a hardship, let me tell you. <laughs> um, and we stayed in South Park area. We actually stayed in Breckenridge, but we were kind of in that South, that fair play. We toured around there quite a bit. So once I was there, I was like, oh, this is the perfect setting for a ranching family saga kind of a story. So that's a long story to give you the inspiration behind yeah. <laughs> the book. That's awesome. I love it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So who was the easiest character to write for Colorado Cowboys? That's a tough question. I, cause there's a ton of characters, as you know, now we've gotten, have five books in this series and, uh, book number five, um, is releasing soon. And of the five siblings, I was thinking about who was the easiest and who was the hardest to write. And 
I I landed on Dylan, who is the the youngest of the brothers in this series. He's got book number five, Last Chance Cowboy. And he it seems like he would be the hardest because he was kind of there in all of the stories and now it's time to pull all of his threads together and give him a good story. So it seems like it would have been a hard character to write, but actually he was my most easy because he was a prodigal and he um, in book four, it, it becomes very clear that he's the prodigal and actually in book three as well. And so I drew a lot of from my own personal experience, having been a prodigal myself at um, at one point, and then also having a prodigal son myself. So I was able to take a lot of that emotion, that internal um, angst that you feel and and pour that into him. And so there's a big personal connection whenever I write prodigal stories. And so that's why that he was easy. It was, it was emotionally difficult, but easy to relate if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that does make sense. That's neat that you had that experience to, to draw on too for him. I am excited to read his story. Like I, I know at the end of your fourth book, you put a little, um, like the first chapter or something back there. And yeah. I started reading it. And I'm like, I have to stop. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a teaser. At the end of each yeah. book, I put that point of view, last chapter in the point of view of the character who gets the next story. And yeah. so it kind of gives that little bit of a you know, what's coming next? Yes. <laughs> you like waiting, you know, hanging on. You read the, the books faster too that way. Like, oh, did it? Like, oh, I guess what's the next one right away. <laughs> right. <laughs> so who then was your hardest character to write for this series? Well, I'm going to stick with book five. Obviously, it's the freshest in my mind. I'm sure there were other characters that were hard to write, but the character in book five that I I would have to say Catherine, she's the the heroine of book five. And the reason that she was difficult to write is because there's a huge mix up that takes place when she arrives in Colorado. And I don't think this is a spoiler, but she arrives with a baby. It's on the back cover blurbs. So, um, so she arrives with a baby and claims it's Dylan's. Mm-hmm. And so there's a huge mix up that happens. And then sort of she has a moment where she realizes the mix up, but then she doesn't fix it. And that's <clears throat> always really hard to write a character who's sort of lying mm-hmm. and making them still likable and justifying their behavior and you know so there's that fine line that as a writer you don't want to have your character like totally doing something horrible the entire book that readers won't like your character Um, but you at the same time I I really wanted this mix up and this kind of this whole plot twist to happen and had a lot of fun with it so but it's just hard to pull off something like that and make it 
um, believable and yet likable. And so it doesn't carry on too terribly long throughout the story, but it does, it is there. And that was, that was difficult. So. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So who was your inspiration for the character Judd? You know, I did not have one person in particular that I was like, oh, yeah, he's this is Judd and I'm going to include him. I'm honestly not entirely sure like where he came from. He's like really a figment of my imagination. totally. (laughs) Uh, But I will say that most of my stories, I try and include a truth teller type of characters, someone who can speak wisdom and be there to support the character, one of the characters in some way, or both of them. So Judd ended up being that person in book one. And as I wrote him, he ended up having a pretty scarred past himself that then led him to having wrestled through lots of things that so that he was then able to kind of become the father of this family or the grandfather, whatever. Um, And he, he really, I, I labeled his sayings as Judd Proverbs because he comes up with these zingers of sayings that are just really cowboyish, but kind of um, unique. And so he he lobs those little nuggets of wisdom all throughout the series. And so um, he comes into play in some stories more than others. Like in this last book, he's not as central to this story as the other ones, but you'll get cameo appearances of him and that sort of thing. Yeah, he's my favorite character because of his Judd Proverbs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So our next question, what actors could you see playing each of the heroes in the Colorado Cowboys? Well, as I was saying, um, I really, most of the time I do pick actors and actresses for my books and I'm, have a file that I put their picture in and I do that during my planning stage. I'll, as I'm plotting or figuring out my character, uh, I have a character worksheet that I use. I will always pick a picture just as inspiration. But with this particular series, I didn't go that route. Instead, I decided, okay, this is a cowboy series. So I really want some hot cowboys to be my inspiration. <laughs> so I, so instead of picking and uh, picking actors, I went ahead and just kind of scrolled through Pinterest and found some good cowboy pictures for each of the brothers and, and, and also for Ivy. And so those became my inspiration for this story. And, um, yeah, so those are I, I may have posted some out there with each book release. I forget how, whose characters I've revealed. I but I will say that I the covers of the books have not inspired me. Like the 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 models on the books are not as handsome as the ones I have in my files. <laughs> Kind of disappointed in some of the models that were chosen, but that's a whole other question. Oh my goodness. 
Well, I think they look nice, but now I want to see who you pick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you, are those the cowboy people you picked on your covers? Obviously not. No, no. Actually, it's it's like the cover process for traditional publication, as you probably heard in interviewing other authors, it's really not something we have a lot of control over as authors. We we tend to get a little bit of input, but they they almost always choose the model and then show us the cover after the model's already chosen. So um, I mean we we can't what we do is we send them suggestions and pictures and they try and match it, but ultimately it's out of our hands. Yeah. Did you do something similar then with the um, the heroines in your story? I I did. Um, yes, I, tr- I I always with heroines. It's a little easier. Um, you know, there's there's not in, particularly in this series. There weren't that there wasn't as much of a need to find a cowgirl except for with mm-hmm. Ivy. Uh, so with with those, I I did rummage around a little bit more, but I still was looking at the Western flair for mm-hmm. trying to keep you know, that whole theme going. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what are some spiritual lessons you hope your readers will walk away with after reading this series? You know, there are a lot of spiritual lessons that, um, that I, I've developed in each of the books. Um, For example, in book number four, as readers go through that, they'll begin to understand that Ivy really has experienced one loss after another. And there's a very poignant scene at the end where Judd comes into play and, and asks her or challenges her to stop building her life on a crumbling foundation and instead to find her acceptance in God's unfailing love. And so she has to learn that lesson. Like she's been building her life on, on all these other things, trying to make a life for herself and has to learn to build on a solid foundation on, on the Lord. And so that that's one lesson. Um, in book number five, obviously, since this is a prodigal story, Dylan is dealing with a lot of guilt and he's been hanging on to his mistakes. He's reformed and he's 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 trying really hard to be an upright, you know, upstanding man in the community. And then bam, he's hit with uh, all of these mistakes from his past and he um, has to learn to forgive himself. Everyone else has forgiven him, but he's still hang, you know, he's still living in this guilt of the past. And then to have, you know, this baby and illegitimate child and all of his mistakes show up and, and, um, he's face to face with everything again, everything he's trying to forget. So there's a lot of those kinds of lessons that come through in each story, sort of as the character wrestles with their past and their, their insecurities and their struggles. I'm hoping the reader will find hope and encouragement as a right alongside the character. Mm -hmm. 
So I I did pull a lot of that stuff out for our when we discuss each book, um, but you highlighted some of the things that I was going to highlight yeah. too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you tell us about some projects you're currently working on? Well, I. Uh, have multiple projects going at one time. It's crazy. Uh, In 2023, I have obviously the Cowboy book coming out in February. And then I also have been working on a time travel series. Not sure if you guys have read that, but uh, the first two books were published with Ravel, which is um, a kind of a partner sister house with Bethany house who I do my cowboy series with. So Ravel published books one and two, and I recently indie published book three and, and now I'm indie publishing book four. And so book four releases in May and it's uh, a grand adventure. Uh, I, all I can say is that if you like medieval times and you like the outlanderish type of vibe but with very clean <laughs> clean but with sizzle um then you would probably like this particular series um so beyond that um uh, coming over the summer i have a uh, a spinoff series for the, from this Colorado Cowboys and it's called Colorado Cowgirls. And so there will be um, five books in that series. They'll be, be releasing fairly rapidly because I'm indie publishing those and <clears throat> they will be it's kind of, they'll, they'll all be set in the same area. And the very first book involves a minor character from a previous book. I won't say who. (laughs) Um, And then I introduce some new characters in that first book who then get the next three stories. And, but you get a lot of cameo appearances of other characters and kind of get to hear Mm -hmm. some of what's going on. Um, It's set about... I'm going to say eight to 10 years after this series. So some of the characters, minor characters have had a chance to grow up and now get their own story. And um, so that is, I'm really excited about it. I've, I've loved writing these books and fallen in love with this area. And so even though I have plans for just five, I may continue it we'll see um I just don't have enough time in the day to write everything I need (laughs) I get that yeah so so that's coming over the summer and then believe it or not in December there is a new series that I'm starting and it is with Bethany House Publishers who's who is my main publisher and that will be a new location, a new family in a new place, new time. So, um, and it is going to involve an Irish matchmaker. So it's going to be kind of a matchmaker series. So, yeah. Awesome. You have a lot on your plate. So yeah. Yeah. This wow. year's another busy year, but it's, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you're continuing um, to add on to this 
Cowboys series. I like series that, because it's hard when you get to the end to walk away from those characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. It was hard for me, too, because I just, I, I don't know, I I actually, like, as I was writing those series, I'm like, oh, this character needs a story, and oh, this character needs a story, and usually when I do that, I'm like, oh, I'm just too busy, they're, they're not going to get their story, and this time, I decided you know, I'm going to give them their stories. I love them. I love this place and this family so much that I'm just going to keep going. So, yeah. yeah. So that's what happened. I'm, I'm hoping Astrid shows up. I was going to say that. I was like, it's... you don't have to say anything. I'm just saying. I hope. No. She was I, I will say that most likely she will. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> So are there any other authors or books you would recommend for our listeners who enjoyed your Colorado Cowboy series? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I think that if you love Westerns, there's some really great Western cowboy writers out there. Um, obviously Karen Wittemeyer and, um, Mary Keneally, um, Misty Beller is sort of a new one. Um, she does a lot of indie uh, Westerns, but she's also writing for Bethany house. And so she's really, she's really good. Um, similar to sort of that rugged mountainish type of story. Um, so those are the top three I can think of. We actually have Misty Beller up in March, I think is when we're reading her. Is it the highest, the highest hope? mountain hope or i don't know i started yesterday of hers so yeah yeah we're excited i think she'll be on our show too so okay yeah yeah she's she's a prolific writer as well um she does a few books with bethany house but she has tons of indie books um she she's kind of uh, she's been sort of one of my inspirations, like, oh, Misty can do it. I can do it. <laughs> That's so. awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so how can our listeners connect with you? Well, the best place is I have a Facebook reader group and I call it the reader room. And there I post lots of information about book releases. Um, there's opportunities for readers to sign up to be on my influencer team. And they are able to get um, advanced copies of books to read and influence there. Um, the signups happen usually about a month before release. Um there I have lots of giveaways and just kind of readers can post graphics that they make or review links to their reviews, that sort of thing. So it's just kind of a fun place to hang out. And most of the time I try really hard to respond to everybody's posts. I'm better there than other places. So um, that's a really good place to connect. If, if readers want to join the Facebook group, they can just send a request. And most of the time it's an automatic acceptance. So. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize you had the Facebook group. I think I signed up for your newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. Newsletter. I feel like 
gets lost in the mix. A lot of people, you know, get so much email, so much spam nowadays that the newsletter uh, is just not as, and it's, it's like once or twice a year, you know, that I send out a newsletter, whereas the Facebook group is every book I post, Oh, it's release day. Um, here's a review or here's a link or here's a giveaway or whatever. So it's just much more consistent. I post there a few times a week. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not overwhelming or anything like that, but it's enough that, we can stay connected better than a newsletter, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any other questions? No. Uh, well, that I'm so excited that you got to join us. So thank you yeah. for doing that. And it was nice to connect and just hear more about mm-hmm. your inspiration behind the stories and then yeah. what you're working on. I cannot wait for you the cowgirls series to come yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. 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 <clears throat> the, the covers um, and the blurbs should be ready around the beginning of March, I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, exciting. So I can't, we cannot wait to read Dylan's story. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for sending that to us. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, and you're in your outland, have you read the Outlander? Any of you guys? No, stuff? no, uh-uh. I haven't either. I have several people at work who fell in love with it, um, but I would love to switch them to a cleaner version. So yes. <laughs> I will suggest yours. To yes, I, um, I, I, I read the very first book when it came out long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, not long ago, but uh, you know, but yeah. it's probably been five years or, you know, I mean, re came out, it's been published for a long time, but, um, when it got popular and it has some really great parts to it, but then there's parts where you're like, okay, we're skimming, skimming, yeah. skimming, skimming. <laughs> um, but I love time travel. So I, I'm drawn to those kinds of stories and there's just not a lot out there, mm-hmm. but now, um, you know, in the Christian market, there's a, a few authors who are kind of branching into that. And mm-hmm. so um, if you like it and you want more ideas of other authors, <laughs> um, there there's some more. So it's kind of cool to see that the market is expanding a little yeah. bit. More people, mm-hmm. more authors are trying different things and yeah. Um, so yeah, well, thank you guys for having yes. me and it was nice to meet you guys and thanks for highlighting my books. I really appreciate that. Hey everyone. If you enjoyed the book we discussed today, visit our book buying guide on literaryscape.com and discover more books that are sure to be great reads for you. While you're there, sign up for our free newsletter and stay up to date on our offers and events. Until next time, happy and blessed reading.